Hey, pass the salt. It's time. It's time. Hey, you, pass the salt. You want know why it's disintegrating? Because we're jellyfish. Hey, pass the salt, will you? Pass the salt. Pass the salt, amigo. It's time. It's time. I think they could give us a new name. I believe we are Evan Jellyfish. Hey, will you pass the salt? Pass the salt. We need salt over here. It's time for Pass the Salt. Pass but we like to share the gospel without any backbone to it, see? The views, opinions, and seemingly outrageous comments expressed in this program are based on the Holy Spirit leading of a man called Coach. i got to ask you this out there, Christian America. It's time for Pass the Salt with a coach, Dave Daubenmeyer. Of course, I come into the show coughing as, <laughs> as a... As is my want, I guess. Uh, feeling good this morning. Uh, before I get too deep rolling in here, I don't want to forget Myra's prayer. So, Myra, before I get rolling, and I'm, I'm rolling, uh, go ahead and pray us in here, Myra, if you could real quickly, dear. Yes, Coach. I will be honored to do so. Um, it is written in Ephesians 5, 11 through 13, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. Mm, boy, oh, boy but rather reprove them. For it is shame even to speak of those things which are done of them in secret. Mm. Oh, my Lord. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever doeth, making manifest is light. Jesus, you're welcome to coach the huddle, and we open our hearts to you. I release... The resurrection power, love, and joy to you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Myra, what verse is that? What verse is that? What verse is that, Myra? Yes, uh, Coach. That was Ephesians five eleven through thirteen. Keep that up there for me, Spencer. I'm going to go. I'm going to go there in a second. I want to talk uh, real, real quickly, just out, just out of my heart. First of all. Johnny Burkeen's just probably getting ready to pull out right now. He's up, and Michelle just made him an egg sandwich. Johnny's got to travel 800 miles home to, to Mississippi, and I was just kind of, as I, you know, was talking to Johnny here this morning, thanking him for being here. Bob Evans came up yesterday, painted the painted the tower, and Steve Deck was here for, I don't know, Steve, like, moved in for, like, a week up here, and, and uh, wonderful, wonderful things that have gone on. Uh, I just, uh, my heart's just, my heart's just overflows with, the provision of the Lord and, and again, how God works through people. I want to, I want to tell you a couple of stories here real quick of how God works through people. It, uh, it's, re- it's really, really pretty amazing. Uh, we, we were out, as you know, I have a skid steer that was uh, loaned to me by, by uh, Randy, Randy Lunsford. Back when Randy didn't really know me two years ago, Randy shipped this skid steer out to me. And uh, it's done more work out here than I could I, I could ever ever explain to you. It's one of the greatest gifts uh, that was ever given to us. And uh, from gifts, I mean, just you know what I'm talking about. Well, Steve Deck was in there, and we were we were moving some trees, doing some different things, cutting down some trees, moving some limbs, moving. And Steve jumped on the the skid steer, and Steve's a, you know he's a he's a uh, construction engineer. He knows what he's doing. And uh, he comes in on what, what day is this? This is whatever day this was. A couple of days ago, he said, uh, hey, coach, uh, skid steers uh, stuck out in, the, out in the woods. I said, what? Well, Steve's leaving the next day. Skid steers stuck out in the woods. And I didn't know whether to throw something or scream, but I just continued to smile, thinking, geez, Steve's leaving. That skid steer's stuck. Ugh. So um, Bob Evans shows up, Steve's there, Johnny Burkeen, all these brains get together, and they figure out that it's a uh, drive belt. One of the belts, I don't even know. I, I don't even know where the battery is. I don't know. I, I just jump on and ride. And uh, so they do some poking around and all kind of stuff and get down there. Yeah, daggone it, the belt broke. So I, uh, Johnny ordered a ordered a belt and I jumped in the car and drove 26 miles and came back and they had it all disassembled. And I gave him the, the belt and they put the new belt on and the skid steers running. And I thought, you know what? God is so amazing. Of all the times that I drive that skid steer by myself, had that thing broke when I was, when everybody was gone, 
they'd come by 20 years from now and that skid steer would still be sitting in the woods because I wouldn't have any idea. I, I wouldn't have. Really? And Steve's here. Bob's here. Johnny's here. Put a new belt on it. That dude's up and running and they're gone. It's provision of the Lord. And I think that it's uh, really, really important for us folks to, to get this. Almighty God, Jesus Christ, whatever name you choose to call him, he is faithful. It tells us in Romans 8.28 that all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and, and are called according to his purpose. There it is. And we know, not think, not hope, not pray, not maybe, and we know that all things aren't good. A lot of bad things happen, but we know that even the bad things and the good things, the confluence of things, they all work together for good. Somehow, God will take that broken mess and make good out of it. For who? For those that love him. Not everybody. Not everybody. And to them who are called according to his purpose. Mm. It's been kind of a kind of a crazy few days around here. As Tom Michelle, it's been a bad, it's been a sprint, been a marathon, everything that's going on. And then I, I get a call yesterday. I want to show you this, how all things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. So yesterday I get a call from our local uh, uh, CBS affiliate, uh, 10 TV out of Columbus. And they, wanted, they, wanted, they want my opinion on the prayer case. Because you guys know back in 1997, I was the first one. I was the first one. So when Joe Kennedy went to the Supreme Court, he was, he was riding on my horse. That sounds arrogant. I'm just telling you the truth. So Channel 10 shows up, and uh, they want to get my comments on it. Remember talking about all things working together for good. One of the most devastating things that ever happened in my life was the lawsuit of the American Civil Liberties Union. It was devastating. I, I, was, I was on the fast track in my profession. I was... Uh, we were winning games everywhere you look. Then the Lord came into my life and messed things up and turned me into a, a radical Christian. And all I could do was talk about Jesus and speak about Jesus and honor Jesus everywhere I went, including when I worked with kids. When I got sued by the American Civil Liberties Union in 1997, I was still somewhat a baby Christian. Really. I was nine years old as a Christian, but I'd been to... I'd been to uh, Evangelifish churches where it's all about love, 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 and Jesus loves you and pats you on the back and doesn't want anything to ever happen to you. And he's there to stumble. If you stumble, he picks you up and he wants you to be healthy, wealthy. I'd, I'd gone to one, one of those churches. I'm grateful for the salvation I got at that fluffy church, but it was real. I, I, I jokingly tell people that when I got saved, it did for me what a phone booth did for Clark Kent. It turned me into a brand new creature. The next morning, I was a brand new creature. Praise the Lord. But boy, it messed up my life. <laughs> I can't tell you the number of times that uh, that I griped. I called it prayer, but I was griping to the Lord. Lord, why are you letting all this happen? Don't, don't you see me down here? Don't you see me down here coaching you and doing the right thing and teaching kids to the, the right things, giving them morals and taking taking them to church and come on, Lord. I'm I'm doing all that for you and you let you letting them kick my ass like this? Yeah, I actually said that to him. He didn't answer me. The only thing he answered me was with Psalm thirty seven twenty three. It says that the steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. Ordered by the Lord. Steps of a righteous man are ordered by the Lord. And he delights in his way. 
and after being at the kind of the pinnacle of, of my profession or on my way up to the pinnacle of my profession, all of a sudden I had all my knees chopped out from under me. The Lord stuck me on the back end of the desert for about a year and a half. Humbled me. And, uh, Here I am today. Here I am today. What do you mean? Here you are today. I'm still standing. That's that Elton John song, and I'm still standing better than I ever did. Walking like a true survivor, making like a living. I'm still standing after all this time. I can't remember the rest. I'm still standing. Not only am I still standing, I'm standing stronger than ever. Mm-hmm. And in 1997, when I was sued by the ACLU for praying with our football teams, I knew I was right. And I stood, and I stood, and I stood. And here we are 25 years later. I think it is. I think it's 25 years later. And Channel 10 calls me again yesterday. Uh, I want you to notice two things. This is, this is so good. They're going to play about a minute of me, and then they have a minute of a guy from the American Civil Liberties Union. And the American guy from the American Civil Liberties Union is making the argument of why I can't pray with my football team when the Supreme Court just said I could. Those those idiots never learn. They never learn. So they're going to have a minute of me and then a minute of this guy telling me why I'm not allowed to pray. Dude, the Supreme Court already said I could, right? They already said I could. So I thank God today that 25 years ago, the battle that I was going through, and now I'm like the old sage veteran (laughs) sitting on the sidelines. I say, and see, I told you so. Go ahead and play that real quick, Spence. It's only a minute. Yeah, the That's U.S. Supreme Court ruled a high school football coach in Washington State who prayed in the middle of the field is protected by the First Amendment. Well, more than two decades ago, a similar case divided one central Ohio community. 10TV's Kevin Landers talked to the coach whose case pitted community versus religious beliefs. We prayed in the locker room before the game. I never denied any of that. We prayed with the team afterwards on the field. Parents came out and joined us. It's been more than two decades since David Dobbenmeyer blended religion with coaching at London High School. I would say, hey, fellas, for me, here's the scripture of the week. But his passion for the Bible as a public school employee would result in a lawsuit that he said eventually made him walk away from the game. Shame on me. I took some of these wayward kids to church, invited them to church on my free time and on their free time, right? I'm trying to say I tried to indoctrinate, force religion down his throat, made kids pray. Oh, these. Dobbenmeyer's case was settled out of court with no finding against him. More than two decades later, he says, seeing the U.S. Supreme Court side with a football coach for Bremerton, Washington, and get the victory he didn't get makes him feel proud. What went through your mind? I was right. I felt, I felt somewhat vindicated. The ACLU sued the London School District, saying by allowing the coaching staff to lead prayers with players was a violation of the separation of church and state. And when you are a public school employee, when you are a police officer, when you are a firefighter, when you work for the county sewer district or whatever else, you are government. The ACLU believes Monday's U.S. Supreme Court ruling could open the door Shame to allow prayer in schools. Nice. You don't oh, put yeah. your religious beliefs on other people. And you especially don't do it on a captive audience that you have control over, as is in the case with a coach or player or a teacher or a student. As for Dave Dobbenmeyer, he says he misses coaching but has no regrets about his religious coaching style. I never, I never forced the first kid to ever, ever say a prayer. Kevin Landers, 10TV News. Okay, okay, so listen, listen, I'm still standing. Even though that idiot, that demon from the ACLU doesn't get it, the courts just said I could do it, right? (laughs) And, of course, they don't talk about the religious indoctrination. They're doing 24-7 in the public schools. Folks, wake wake up, wake up. I want to show you again. Hey, I'm still standing, baby. I was right, okay? I was right. I was right 25, however many years ago. I was right, and I'm right today. I'm right today. Now, hang on. Hang on. i got to show you something else. I want to bring, I want to bring uh, uh, Kevin in here because uh, uh, Kevin called me yesterday, 
You guys know Jeff Cooner. Maybe uh, Jeff Cooner uh, 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 hosts a radio program, a drive-time radio program in Boston. Big audience. Kevin said 750,000 million. Big audience. Big audience. And uh, last week on the show, we talked about uh, uh, Naomi Wolf and how she was talking, how she was, Talking about the vaccines, yada, yada, yada. Kevin, take the story from there, if you will. Folks, we're talking about, listen, we're talking about obedience. It's, it's like, a, it's like a, if you can imagine God and God's network, it's like passing the football to another guy. So God tells one guy to do something, and he does it. So I pass the ball to a guy, and he gets the football, and he says, well, what am I going to do? So he passes it to another guy. And eventually, it goes, it goes around the room, and some, there's fruit that comes about as a result of that football having been passed to you. And sometimes footballs get passed to you, and you say, well, what do I do with that? Why am I, where did I get this? What am I supposed to do with this? Well, you're supposed to do whatever it is the Lord tells you to do. You're supposed to pass it to whoever he tells you to. You're supposed to stand up and show everyone. Whatever it is, obedience is better than the sacrifice. So all you have to do is if the Holy Spirit prompts you, <coughs> obey. Obey, just do it, just do it, because the Lord, the Lord is trying to get the football to the guy who's going to score the touchdown. Boom. And if we, if we would get more in tune with the Holy Spirit and understand this, we are all about two people away from everybody in the world, from everybody in the world. Now, I can say this like right now. I know Juan Osaven. I know him. And Juan Osaven has the ability to mention my name to everybody he knows. I'm not saying he will, but he has the ability to. So if I pass the football to Juan, I don't know where that football is going to end up. In fact, I'm not even responsible for it. I was responsible just to take it and pass it. And then Juan will decide, well, I don't know if Juan's involved in this. I passed it to Kevin. I passed the ball to Kevin. When I talked about Naomi Wolf and the the genocide involved with the jabs, take it from there, real quick, Kevin. Yeah, so coach, you you sent um, that Substack over to me, and uh, it was funny because you put a text underneath it that said they knew exclamation point right, and I opened it up, and it was a pretty long article, so I and I didn't have time to read it right off the bat, and I got into a meeting with Doug Hagman, and Doug Hagman was all over that Substack. And I thought to myself, I, th- I guess I better read this and find out what Coach sent me. So I read through the thing, and I was I was blown away. I mean, I'm like, wow, these people got to know about this. And so, you know, I have a good friend, Jeff Cooner, the Cooner Report, and he, like you were saying, he's got a he's got a big show. And uh, I actually, I, I said I got to send this over to Jeff, and I wasn't even thinking he was going to cover it on his show. Um, it's one of those, hey, you got to know about this, you know, FYI, right? So I sent it over to Jeff and I said, uh, hey, I, th- I think you better read this, Jeff. And he gets back to me completely blown away, just blew him out of the water. He said, we have to get sunlight on this story. We're going to have to cover this. So about a week and a half ago, he ended up doing almost half. He does a four hour show every day. He did almost half the show on that Substack and the information that was in that. And I remember sending you a text and I actually sent you that standalone segment that said, hey, coach, this wouldn't have happened without you. Look what you did, you know? Just kind of an mm-hmm. affirmation in a sense, right? right. So then, so then I yesterday. Passed, I passed you the football, right? right? I passed you the football. Yep. Well, it's like a bucket brigade, you know, when we're putting yep. out the fire and everybody's passing yep. the bucket to the next guy, you know? Yep. So, yep. Uh, so then yesterday, and, and immediately when he covered it, he said, we're going to do everything we can to get Naomi Wolf on the show. We've got to get her on to interview her about this. And so yesterday, they ended up finally getting Naomi on the show. He held her over for three segments, which is almost unheard of. He kept asking, can you stay? Can you stay? We're going to get heartbreaking. Can you stay for 15 more minutes? And ended up just doing a newsbreaker interview with it. And after the interview wrapped up, I called you to let you know, hey, this interview just happened, and it wouldn't have happened had you not sent that to me. Now, the funny thing is, so this is, is, you had something to do with this. And you know what? If somebody sent that substack to you, they had something to do with this. And this mm-hmm. is this is just how God sets up dominoes. 
and knocks a domino down and it knocks the next one and the next one, but it takes our obedience and action to actually hit the next domino to get that, you know, to fall. And here's the funny thing, coach, that interview may not even be the, the last domino because he's got a you know million person audience. We don't know who was out there that heard that. And we don't know what if next effect that may end up having. So something that seems so simple and inconsequential is just sending a link. Hey, check this out. Ends and that- up having huge effects down the line. And I just think it's amazing to watch how the Lord works and when you see where you see these things land. It's, it's pretty meat, amazing. Meat, folks, listen, it's meat for the master's use. If you feel the prompting of the Holy Spirit to say something or do something, do me a favor. Risk it and do it. Risk it and do it. Do you hear me? Take a risk and do it. Because you don't know the impact of what you're going to do is going to have. Now, say this. I'm going to move on because I don't, I don't want it to be totally about this. But this is really, really it's really critical that we understand this, right? So I, I would, I'd like, I wish I had a camera into the, the demonic realm because somewhere along the line, some demon somewhere is getting hit. He's hanging in effigy somewhere, strung up by his toes somewhere for sending the ACLU after me. <laughs> Do you have any idea the damage we have done to the kingdom of darkness because the ACLU sued me. Do you have any idea, folks? Do you have any idea? And it goes back to Romans eight twenty eight. All things work together for good for those who love the Lord and are called according to His purposes. As I stand here before you today, I am proclaiming we will once again see the introduction of prayer back into America's schools. I believe it. I believe Amen. it. What the devil meant for bad. God meant for good, right? The mm-hmm. faithfulness, I'm not patting myself on the back. The faithfulness of one man to simply stand. Occupy. To occupy. Only then, only then is God able, able to move. So, uh, hey, I, 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 so much fruit, nice emails, everything I heard from people about what went on at Sky High this weekend. The afterglow is unbelievable. People being feel like they're part of a family, yada, 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 yada. Hey, folks, if I hadn't gotten sued by the ACLU, none of this would have happened. You get it? All things work together for the good. Doesn't say it's all good. <laughs> Doesn't say everything's good. Because we all know this. Not everything that happens to you is good. But it works together for good. If... Mm, you love the Lord and you're called according to his purpose. I've been called according to his purpose. If they stick me in the ground tomorrow, I was faithful to my call. And that's all I want you. That's all I want you guys to do. That's all Amen. I want you to do. Just Amen. be faithful. Be faithful to your call. Go ahead, Randy. Yeah, coach. I want to just keep you rolling here, coach. Two scriptures. Paul said, we are a living sacrifice. And that is only our reasonable service. So go, he expects us to be That's there. That's reasonable. He ain't even asking you something special, is he? It's just no. reasonable. <laughs> least you can do. And, Coach, the other scripture, is it says in Hebrews 5, 8, Jesus learned obedience through the things he suffered. Coach, mm. not the suffering of the soul. It's the suffering of you not getting your way, you not doing your little life, you not getting all the privileges every time. It, it's It's saying no. And, Coach, this is what. We get, we learn obedience through the things that we do without sometimes by offering ourselves as a living sacrifice, by laying down our life. That Mm -hmm. is how we learn obedience, coach. Amen. Hey, Randy, he went to the cross. You mean I can't go to court? I can't, I can't go, I can't go be persecuted in court? Huh? What? He, they hung him. He had a, he had the kangaroo courts of all kangaroo courts. (laughs) <laughs> right? I can't take a little bit of persecution. I can't go into a courtroom and speak the truth no matter whether they like it or not. I, I, I Hey, I'll, I'm just telling you, man. I'm just telling you. Uh, well, that's a whole other subject, and I don't want to get running down that rabbit hole, right? Well, you better understand that we are under the thumb of a Luciferian, out-of-control government, and it's not going to be easy for some of us to get out from under it, right? 
They make the rules. They hire the judges. They hire the lawyers. They hire it all. If you have a problem with a government, the government that is there to protect and serve you becomes the tyrant designed to destroy you. We all know this is true, folks. We know this is true. And that line of demarcation is coming for all of us. Jonathan, come on in. Then, then uh, Kevin, did you want in again? Let's go to Dale. Jonathan, then Dale, then Alan. Go. In 05, uh, I did some crazy stuff. I moved uh, my whole family to North Carolina, Pilot Mountain, because the Lord told me to. And he gave me these verses, and they applied to what you're saying. It's out of Psalms 37. Trust in the Lord and do good. Amen. Dwell, dwell in the land and feed on his faithfulness, which is what you're doing right now. Delight yourself also in the Lord, and he will, he give, will you give you the desires of your heart. Yeah. This is the one, too. Commit your way to the Lord. Trust also in him, and he shall bring it to pass. So, That's John, okay, John, listen to this. He will give you the desires of your heart. We've misread that, folks. That doesn't mean he's going to give you what you want. He's going to give you the desire. He is going to desire. He's going to change what your heart desires. You change because you've gone through the fire. You become sanctified. You become more like him, which is what it's all about because you love him, not because you're dutifully serving him. The love relationship increases the more you give yourself over. Amen. Jesus showed us how to do. And And the final thing I want to say you know that verse where it says, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord? Yep. Steadfastness is the toward the end result. Steadfastness. And that's kind of what we were saying in the pre-show, is we just keep moving forward. That's we right. Stopped. That's right. And now more than ever, right? The resistance is falling, folks. The resistance is falling. We've got, to, we've got to move forward. Dale, come on in. Well, Coach, there's a lot more history to your story and your testimony than even sure. was yesterday. You know, I, I was in those meetings when that that thing came back around to you that they were offering you a coaching position. Do you remember that? I did. Oh, yeah. ordeals that's springing up amongst you. The desire of your heart, Coach, you always had this desire to coach. This should also enlighten people in this group. What is my calling? Listen, God doesn't take the calling out of the person just because you're not saved. God planted those callings into you before you were born. Now what he does, he says, Coach, you're still going to coach, but you're going to coach my people, not the world's people. And I remember that meeting (sighs) when that was on the table for you. Could you imagine if you didn't turn that down? Uh show wouldn't be here these people's lives wouldn't be affected you see right. man good stuff coach folks don't ever forget this the bible tells us this that the giftings and callings of god are irrevocable oh <clears throat> they're inalienable you can't give them up the gifting and calling of god he is not taking back. You will be held responsible for what you did with it. He put that gift in you and you will either ignore it or you will develop it. That's what the talent, the parable of the talents is all about. And someday you're going to stand before him and he's going to say, what did you do with what I gave you? They're irrevocable. He ain't taking them back. Coach, when were those callings placed in you? It says, before one of my footsteps came to pass, you have already set them. Amen. Amen. The matter of walking in him or walking in self. Amen. These talents that people have in this queue, they don't have to wonder what they are. They are already planted in them. They need to seek the Lord and be revealed. Goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Alan, come on in. And Jack. Coach, you know, a lot of people miss it in Jonah chapter one. Jonah begged them to throw him over because he knew if they threw him over, the storm would cease. Yeah. Well, the the all the folks on the ship, like, they was repenting before they threw him over to, to Jonah's God. If we're making a wrong move here, forgive us. And after they threw him over and the storm ceased, they all fell on their faces and made a covenant with God. The whole ship was saved because of what Jonah's disobedience threw him into. Sometimes wow. we go through things 
for other people's benefits. It's nothing to do with us. It ain't about you, baby. It ain't. Rarely, rarely is it about you, folks. Rarely. Jack and then Paul. This is a a great, great subject, Coach. It just exemplifies how what the simplicity is, but that we all have such a hard time with it. It's difficult to do. We're all programmed. It's antithetical to the programming that says when you do something, it should happen. You should see the result. We that the seed in the sower is is such a foundational basic, and most of us don't get it. You just explained it, and your life has proved it. You didn't have to see the result. You just had to do what you were supposed to do, and it works if Amen. we if we just do it. I was having the same conversation with a gentleman. I hope he's on the call today, and he's been working. We've been struggling. And we keep saying, well, we should see this. But all we have to do is do what we're supposed to do, do what we're called to do, and leave it right there. And it will happen, just like you're just talking about, Coach. This has been excellent. Because he says it. He's the one that said it. He put his stamp on it, right? Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not into your own understanding, but in all your ways acknowledge him, and he will direct your path. That is a promise with his stamp, his signature on it. Folks, quit trying to figure out why. Just do. Just be obedient. Paul. You know, you're doing the right thing when you're getting persecuted, big guy. Yeah, you are. (laughs) And let me tell you something. When I got on this show with you, it was like like, this is what it's supposed to be about. You know how many babies you're saving? Do you you realize the impact that you're having not only on – the people here, but on me, because I got somebody else in the world that understands, and it's not in the medical community. There's some good docs there, but they're not willing to get out and tell the people, you're killing babies. You have no right because you have a license to kill babies. And it went Roe versus Wade. You came out in the Supreme Court. We're winning, coach. I just want you to take care of yourself. Please call me if you have any questions. I need you around. I'm not going to be able to do this shit myself. Amen. Amen. Uh, Kevin, come on back in. Amen. We're, we're all in this thing together. I'm, I'm, I'm working on my computer over here a second, trying to get something. Go Amen. Ahead. Coach, Coach, I got to draw a quick comparison for you. All right. You said that, you know, you, you're still standing. And through that storm, you're, you're standing stronger than ever, okay? And this is how God's laws work, and, and God's nature works this way, too. So if you go into my backyard, we live on a small lake up here in New Hampshire, and we're at the end of a cove. We live on the windy side of the lake. So when a windstorm comes up, our, our yard is like a wind tunnel. I mean, it gets brutal sometimes. And right down on the shoreline, we have a maple tree, okay, that's, that's right there, and it's been there the whole time we've, we've been here, right? So that maple tree has to face that wind, and it has to stand, okay, mm-hmm. against that windstorm, right? If you mm-hmm. go down and you stand next to that tree, that trunk is so thick and fortified from having to face those windstorms all these years. In fact, the tree trunk has actually grown in an oval shape with the oval facing into the wind. It's actually fortified from having to resist that wind over and over and over. And that's the exact same thing that's happened with you. That tree is still standing stronger than ever to face that wind. And God has done that with you through the storms and all of us the storms he brings us through. And it's kind of neat how it all works the same way. Amen. 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 Uh, hey, uh, Spencer, I just sent you. Yeah, I just sent you a video. Pull that up for me real quick. Myra, come on in. Yes, Coach. Um, concerning what uh, Jenna Kinner, Randy Kay, um, Brother Dale, Dr. Gosselin, and, of course, Kevin just said, um, and what you said, your testimony, uh, John fifteen nineteen to 20, if you were of the world, the world will love his own. But because ye are not of the world, but I have chosen you out of the world, therefore the world hateth you. Remember the word that I said unto you, 
the servant is not greater than his Lord. If they have persecuted me, they will also persecute you. If they Amen. have kept my sin, they will keep yours also. Hallelujah. Amen. 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 Ira, thank you. Uh, Ray Bolts, uh, just play this. He's got it up on the screen right now. It's five minutes and 31 seconds. I don't know if we'll play it all. Uh, this is, Folks, this is what it's all about. Go ahead and play that there, uh, Spence. Upon the streets of gold Beside the crystal sea Heard these angels singing And someone called your name You turned and saw this young man And he was smiling as he came And he said, friend You may not know me now And he said, but wait you used to teach my Sunday school when I was only eight. Every week you would say a prayer before the class would start. One day when you said that prayer, I asked Jesus in my heart. Another man stood before you He said, remember the time A missionary came to your church His pictures made you cry You didn't have much money But you gave it anyway Jesus took the gift you gave And that's why I'm in heaven Thank you for giving to the Lord I am a life that was changed Thank you for giving to the Lord I am so glad One by one they came Far as your eyes could see Each life somehow touched By your generosity Little things that you had done Sacrifices you made They were unnoticed on this earth I know up in heaven You're not supposed to cry I'm almost sure There were tears in your eyes As Jesus took your hand And you stood before the Lord He said, my child, look around Great is your reward Thank you For giving to the Lord I am a life That was changed Thank you For giving to the Lord 
So, you know, I was thinking yesterday as, uh, as I was watching the video of the interview with uh, Channel 10. I was sitting in my living room and I was, I was watching that video. And I thought, uh, wow, another kangaroo court, <laughs> right? Another, way, another kangaroo court. They bring in the ACLU. They bring, you know, don't, don't, uh, don't ever miss the fact that that article or that uh, a news clip yesterday was not done to make me look good, right? And and, and as I as I was watching it, I thought, Lord, could I call some witnesses right now? Do you guys have any idea how long the line would be of people thanking me for what I did? Mm. I'm not patting myself on the back. Don't 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 read it wrong. I wanted to jump up and said, can we have some witnesses? Can I call some witnesses? Fam- entire, entire families changed. Men's lives, people saved, their children saved. A legacy passed down because I said a prayer, took them to church 20-some years ago. The world doesn't want you to see that kind of stuff. <laughs> the world doesn't want you to see that. Come on in, Roger. Oh, I I want to have a lesson. I don't want to hurt your afterglow, but I think Ray Bolts is a good example, though, of how Satan continues to work to destroy. Yep. May or may not know, but you know he came out gay. Right. He said God made him that way, and you have to ask yourself. When a man writes such a beautiful song, when his life seems to be fringed in his faith, Satan is still at work to destroy. Amen, for sure. Whether it's your ministry, others on the queue, individual lives, we can think we're all in. We can think we're protected. We can think, but Satan is looking, looking for the crack. And if we don't stay close to the Lord and in his word and obedient to his word, you write a beautiful song as Ray Bolts did. And I think he wrote one about the lamb. And then you come out six years later, I'm gay. I leave my wife and God made me this way. So the lesson is Satan doesn't stop trying to tear you down. He's on full-time, full-time assault, especially to those that are making a difference. Ask yourself this. <clears throat> when you go to heaven, who's, going to, who's coming up to you? When you go to heaven, who's coming up to you? Uh, come on in, John. Somebody's got some feedback there. Oh, yes. I, I remember you coming 20-plus years ago and speaking and affecting my life. And I... Um, saw that article yesterday and I guess had a comment uh, and more or less my whole point of the comment was to try to make people aware of what you're doing like right now and amen John and listen listen, listen folks the God the Lord saved me that you might be saved the Lord reached me that you might reach others right I'm not listen this ain't a aren't I a great guy thing this is this is this is a lesson. See, Mary, Mary, is that you? Somebody's got terrible sound coming in. Hi, Mary from New York. I'd just like to share with you again how I found you 
and this was after your many, many years of persistence and dedication. It was after that Super Bowl show <laughs> that Col Colbert was persecuting you, and that's yeah. when I found you. And I also like to say, wow, you're still married after all that turbulation and turbulation. Amen. Ain't, God bless you. Ain't, ain't nothing can pull us apart now. That's that's for sure. Liberty Mail, come on in. Then then uh, John Sher, go ahead and live. Go Mel. All right, thanks, Coach. Hey, I was just thinking. Um, you know what we're trying to do is um, create a today's action every day, and I'm wondering if maybe us all contacting Channel Ten because you know they've got those things on there. Um, I know there's a way. I mean, I don't. I don't. I don't contact. Channel 10, I don't even watch Channel 10 anymore, but um, but that is something we could build. I'm really trying to have an action every day. So um, I was contacted by um, Ray LeBlanc and Angie Ryan yesterday. You know, my goal really is that, you know, maybe we could, after we do this show, to come here and, and have a fresh new action every day. So I'm kind of sitting here ready to put actions in, but we could make that an action for today. Coach, what do you think? Sure, sure. My, my question is this. I listen, I don't care, right? Why would they have the ACLU guy on after me? They just lost. They just lost. <laughs> why, why, why would they have him on there, right? Huh? They had him on there. They had him on there because, like, see, we were really right. You know what I mean? This is, you know what I mean? They're, they're trying to build the case. But, yeah, that, it, it, was a, it was a backhanded, you know, compliment. Sure. That, you know? Sure. So, I, yeah, well, listen, if you want to organize something, Cool. Go go for it. Whatever. I like the idea of an action a day. John Scherer, come on in then, Jeff. Jeff, then John Scherer. Go, Jeff. Coach, I got to share this real quick. Probably, what, 18, 20 years we've known each other. And I've shared this before, but I just thought of this as you're speaking this. As... I sit around the first couple of years I knew you and passing out newsletters in my church back the other church I was going to. And man, the pastor hated me. He just hated the thought of your newsletters getting to them people in that church. Right. He walked up that one day. I had a huddle. I had a group around me about 10 or 12 and I'm passing them newsletters out. He stuck his head in there. He grabbed that newsletter or I handed him. I said, you want one pastor? He folded it up, jammed it in his suit pocket and walked off. And they're all looking at me. Shortly after that, there, him and another pastor both shared the pulpit that morning in front of 400 people, ripping you, ripping you. We need to get him fired from that radio show, and 400 people applauded. And, man, I wanted to crawl under my seat. I was so stinking mad. And I'm looking around the room knowing they didn't know who they were talking about. The two no, I get home, and I'm steaming. I'm hot. I pull over at my house, and I called you. I said, Coach, you ain't going to believe this. And you, what did you say? I'm sorry. I said, what are you sorry for? So I'm sorry you had to go through that. I said, coach, I, I wasn't blaming you. And you're like, all that 18 years ago, whatever it was, and here we are doing school board meetings and on the public square. And, hiring. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're hiring. Huh? It was good. Yeah. Thanks, Jeff. You've always supported me, man. John Sher, can you come in, John? Yeah, I forgot how to get on here. It's been so long. You hear me now? Yes. Okay. Uh, I just want to throw this out to the team here that um, everybody, not everybody, but when somebody falls and stuff, they say, well, Satan made me do it. Satan is only, he's not omnipresent, but he does have a lot of demons working on his team. I tell people, be careful that do not tell out loud your sins that you're struggling with because then uh, that demon who could be listening to you could take it back and say, yep. this is how you can fall. This is how you can destroy that Christian because this is his weakness. So don't give the devil your weakness out loud. That's why I say always pray. I have an unspoken request that I need you to pray for. You don't have to be specific out loud. That's all I'm saying. Amen. Don't tell the devil your game plan. Don't let, don't let the devil. What's that old commercial? Never let him see you sweat. Quit honoring the devil by telling you, by you telling everybody how much the devil's kicking your butt. Stop mm -hmm. doing that. 
You speak life and victory in Jesus. Hey, Mark Mattingly, come on in, Mark. Yes, sir. So uh, back when you were on WRFD locally in Columbus, um, probably the show those pastors wanted to kick you off of. uh, (laughs) Oh, I know they did. I know they did. Yeah. It used to fire me up every week. Every every week, whenever you were on, I'd say, all right, here's Coach. Because, you know, it's different the way you approach the gospel and the way you approach your work for the Lord. It is different than anybody else out there, and it fires you up. And it's, it's always fired me up, and it fired me up back when you were on WRFD and then WLRY and 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 all of that. You, you always were, but it was always a larger and larger audience, you know? Yep. I mean, God was always moving you. He was preparing you. Um, yeah. And uh, the, the, the so fruits. Mark, so, Mark, so, Mark, somewhere in the, in the halls of hell, the hounds are howling that the ACLU came after me, but that's all I know. The yeah. fruit the fruit that came out of that is unmeasurable. God, all things work together for good for those who are uh, love, are called according to those who are, uh, my brain went dead, who love God and are called according to his purpose. Bless you, Mark. Heal up, man. Heal up. Yeah. Amen. You're Thank healed. you. You're healed in Jesus' name, for sure. Amen. Alan Zeifer, come on in. Coach, when we get there, brother, when we get to the other side, you know, I, you always sit and kind of probably ponder how everyone's wanting to throw their crowns at the king's feet. When you get there and when you see all the lives that was touched because of what you did, Amen. that's just one of the reasons you're going to want to throw that crown at his feet, brother. Amen. Well, I want to throw it right now. <laughs> right? Listen, you, you know, I, I, people say, I don't, I don't know how this became about me. I don't want this to be about me. People say, uh, they make compliment me, yada, yada, yada. I say, listen, I'm just doing my job. <laughs> I'm just doing my job. I'm just exercising my anointing. There isn't anything special about me. Boy, the gift is something, though, isn't it? Well, Coach, uh, coach whatever. I, when you went through what you went through, I was 27 years old, and I was coaching football, high school football, and, and it meant a lot to me. And I always wanted to meet you, and then all these years later, I finally got to. But I won't ever forget it. And uh, that, that gave me a, a passion to do what I did for 21 years. So amen, amen. I'm, I'm proud of it, man. <laughs> Passing that football to somebody else. That's what, it, that's what it's all about. Uh, Joe Allen, then Jeannie Fields. Go, Joe. Go, Joe. We, we all know the story about 300. Yep. Coach Norm told us when, when you called Coach Norm, a lot of people don't know the story. He told Mark, I think, uh, couple of us was there when you called him he hung the phone up and it was at your door that's right we're all part of the 300 we are we are when one bleeds we all bleed that's the way it's supposed to work baby when when one bleeds we all bleed hey you know what folks can we can we be honest here for a minute a lot of our wounds are self-induced self-inflicted many of them are self-inflicted wounds but that doesn't make me make you any less my brother it doesn't make me any less my brother if one of you falls into sin out there somebody gets caught in a pornography ring so i i don't know what it would be hey you're my brother just hey we, we all hey <laughs> Some, sometimes our wounds are self-inflicted and i i just want you to know this from this seat I, i'm a friend for life i i don't exchange i don't exchange friends like uh like uh, playing cards. You're one of my friends. You're a friend for life. I think that's important. Susan. Yeah, I just wanted to ask if anybody else had noticed uh, all these, not commercials, but they're like Channel 5, Channel 8 lately has been having commercial or uh, segments on uh, SIDS and um Last night they had one where they're telling you and they're showing you how you shouldn't have all this, the, the wrong things to do about having stuff in the baby's crib and not having that. And I'm going, this, is this coincidental that this shot's coming out and now all of a sudden we're... 
Oh, huh. I haven't haven't seen a lot of this. I mean, everybody knows about SIDS, but it's like you haven't. But now all of a sudden there's this campaign. I see it all the time. And I just wondered if if it's me. But I just think that's something to think about. Well, because they have the adult instant uh, sudden death syndrome now, right? So they got a uh, the, the Lucifer. He's unbe- he's unbelievable. Kevin, you trying to get in again? Yeah, I was just going to say you you had said notice you know or you asked why did they put the guy from the ACL on you you know after me right? And here's the thing, uh, he who he who gets the last word, okay, leaves the final impression, and this right. is why in a court of law the defense always gets the last word over the prosecution because of the presumption of innocence. And I've been telling my wife this for years, watch the media because the media does exactly the opposite. They will give the last word to whatever the narrative is that they're pushing, you know? So they'll ask a question, no, you know, coach Dave, you know, mild mannered coach, just trying to lead people to, uh, you know, to the Lord, or is he an evil, <laughs> wicked coach trying to force his beliefs down the throats of, and whatever it is that they leave off on, that's the impression that they want the audience to, you know, to stay in their head. It's a very powerful tool, and I always yep. watch for it. That's exactly what they did. Amen. That's the way they operate. Amen. Kelly, come on in. No, Kelly, got to mute yourself. Okay, I figured it out. There you go. I, I just wanted to comment real quick on the woman that said about the commercials getting ramped up in regards with SIDS. I believe that's all intentional. And uh, every bit of the reports that were put out, you know, kind of in the, in the real news, when the lockdown first happened, one thing that happened was people were home. They were home with their babies. And that meant that they weren't bringing them to the doctor's office for almost six months. And guess what miraculously happened? SIDS disappeared. SIDS is truly vaccine induced. It always has been. Amen. And and I just wanted to let everybody know that on here. So. Amen. Amen. Hey, thank you, Kelly. Hey, one more thing before I just got, Hey, Spencer play. uh, Oh my goodness. I get, which one is it? Which one is it? Coach. Come on, coach. Play the the oh the bit shoot. The bit shoot one. One says right under fraud. Fraud vitiates everything, friends. Fraud vitiates everything. In other words, if I just think about this. The income tax system is fraudulent. All we have to do is prove that it was. Our money is fraudulent. All we have to do is prove that it is. Hey, hey, uh, can you find that, Spencer? Bit shoot. Boom, coach. I'm sorry, are you getting it? I put it in the rumble copy. Same, same video. It's not coming up? Yeah, is that it? Yeah, play it. That's it. That's it. It's, only, it's very short. It will be lifted <clears throat> because of fraud, which is a point you made before. And so... Yeah. Everyone who's been harmed by the mRNA vaccines can sue Pfizer. That's what you foresee. It's not even that. So the, a lot of these governments uh, across the globe entered into contracts with Pfizer and Moderna. And if fraud is proven, um, it vitiates all contracts. And that's case law. You, When you enter into a contract and one party has been defrauded, the contract's broken. So immunity will be broken. And wow. governments not only not only will individuals sue, governments are going to sue. This is a, this is a this is the 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 daisy chain effects from this are mind boggling, and it's almost like that's why I say we're on our own for now because it'll take down the FDA, the CDC, the NIH. It'll take down um, many politicians' careers. Uh, global governments will be shaken to the core. This is a problem. Wow. This is a big problem. Amen. And. It seems like you're saying we don't need the government, which has abandoned us, to investigate this. It would be nice. We don't need the media, which has been completely corrupted by pharma and Gates money, to disclose this. They've been help, you know, pointless and helpless, as we see now. You're saying this is going to happen. Okay, folks, so don't miss this. Fraud vitiates everything. Fraud cancels everything. When we prove the IRS is fraudulent. 
it cancels everything. When we prove our money supply is based on, it, it cancels everything. Fake debts, everything, folks. There is a new day coming. Why? Because truth is arising like a zenith up out of the water, folks. Truth is poking its head up like it has never been done before. Don't miss the opportunity that's in front of us. Fraud cancels everything. The devil's a liar. God bless you. We'll see you tomorrow.